Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm in Deuteronomy, and I'm going to actually go to uh, the first chapter. This is the Living Bible. It's, you can see it in the King James. Remember, King James is almost another language. We do not say thy, you know, do you have thy Bible with you? Is that, what is thy? Your. Thy is not, you know, it's not, we just don't use it. But anyway, this, is, this just straightens out some words like Alabama language for me. This book records Moses' address to the people of Israel when they were camped at, anyway, they were almost to the promised land. They were almost in there, okay? In the wilderness of Moab, east of the Jordan River, cities in that area were this, 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 this. I mean, these real details. The speech was given on February 40 years after the people of Israel left Mount Horeb. Though it only takes 11 days to travel by foot. In other words, when they got out from under Pharaoh, they went straight to the promised land. It, it would only take it would only take eight days, what it says here. But they wound up, it was 40 years, because not because of the Lord, but because of their fault. They got there and they said, we can't go in, it's too scary. Okay, but anyway. <clears throat> uh, Want to catch this one little part here? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, I think I just said it, didn't I? Let's see. Yeah, here it is. The speech was given on February uh, 15th. You know, 40 years after the people of Israel left Mount Horeb. Okay. All right. Now, let's jump on over here to, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Before we go any further, I want to go to Numbers just a second. I want to show you something in Numbers. Uh, let me get down here to it. It's toward the end. Oh. Uh, these actually are in sequential order. If you take Genesis, Exodus, Levit <coughs> Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, you'll find out these things are all uh, uh, laid out beautifully. Oh, let's see here. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Yeah, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Look at this. You talk about a Sunday school lesson that would give everybody a star. It's not like, well, I can't understand the Bible. It's history. It's history, okay? The details about who God is are all... In this, and it's not a mystery either. This is the itinerary. Well, we know what the itinerary is like. Today's going to be a long day. We got to do this. We're going to do this. No, this is the itinerary. The nation of Israel from the time Moses and Aaron led them out of Egypt. Now, this is where you've made a big mistake if this is a fraud. Because they left, look at the details. They left the city of, we've heard of that, Ramses, Egypt, on the first day of April. They got a date and a time. The day after the night of the Passover, they left proudly, hurriedly, along by the Egyptians who were burying all their eldest sons killed by the Lord the night before. In other words, the Passover, the death angel. Okay. The Lord had certainly defeated all the gods of Egypt that night. That was the purpose of all this. Remember, nobody in the whole world knew who God was. Nobody did. Moses wasn't going, you know, I want, I, want to, I want to find God. No, he wasn't. He was doing stuff like David was. He was just shepherd, basically. And all of a sudden, there's a burning bush over there. And he looks, and the bush is burning, but it's not deteriorating. And all of a sudden, he hears, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, so that's how that started. And then Moses was like, don't send me. I'm not going to Pharaoh. No way. And you just don't do that about the famous hero character in the book of Exodus. But that's who he was. But So, so Moses didn't write that. I mean, he wrote it down as it happened. But you can see very easily that, wow. Oh, at least I think this is easy. Okay, after leaving Ramses, they stayed at Succoth. 
than Etham at the edge of the wilderness, than this place, Atlanta, we could say, you know, Arab, whatever, where they camped by the foot of Mount Migdal. From there they left through the middle of the Red Sea on a three days into Etham wilderness camping at Marah. Look at this, leaving Marah, they came to Elam where there were 12 springs. Now this is kind of interesting. God was handpicking the places where they needed to be. And guess what? It was the finest places they could ever stay. What's that to us? Well, remember, he leads you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads you by the still waters. Anyway, look at this. Uh, 70 palm trees. Wow, they stayed there for quite a long time. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that was a resort. Hallelujah. Anyway, uh, leaving there, they came. They camped by the Red Sea. Then they came to the wilderness of that. Anyway, next to this, then this, and this. Anyway, I just want you to see there was an itinerary. I mean, that they, that they, they kept records. Anyway, from this to that, from this to that, from this to that, from this to that, all the way down. Look at the details. Now, also look at this. This book is called, you might as well call it proof. <laughs> we have the evidence. We have all the numbers, have all the names. Praise the Lord. Anyway, all these places from this to that, from this to that, da, 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 da. Okay. And then he says, uh, while we were at the foot of Mount Hor, Aaron the priest was directed by the Lord to go up into the mountain where there he died. That's when Aaron died. Aaron was Moses' brother. He said this occurred on the 40th year after the people left Egypt. The date of his death was July 15th. He was 123 years old. That's good news. How old do we think we're going to live? Oh, we're going to live a long time. We're going to live old, I tell you. It was then that the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev in the land of Canaan, heard that the people of Israel were approaching his land. After dealing with him, the Israelis, what did we do to him? Well, we got rid of him. I mean, this guy was, it, didn't, it wasn't much to it. They journeyed from there to here, then to Obath. Okay, from there they went to this and all this anyway. Finally, uh, they camped in the plains of Moab uh, opposite Jericho. While they were there, they, they uh, camped at these various places along here, whatever. Uh, okay. He says, so the Lord says to Moses, tell the people, when you pass over into the Jordan River, see, they were right there at this river. All he had to do was cross over. That was the promised land. Now, remember, this has already been 40 years after they said, oh, we can't do it. And Moses said, look, all, all your parents are dead now, so let's don't do this again. This time you're going over there. And look what he says. You must drive out all the people living there and destroy all their, look at that, idols. Their carved stones, molten images, and open-air sanctuaries in the hills where they worship idols. And I want to make a note here. We are in the Bible Belt, but we are in a country which some people say is not. But let me tell you, there's Christianity all over. We have a national holiday coming up. What is it? It's Thanksgiving. And trust me, it's not thanking some strange gods. Man, when the Quakers got over here, those people got over here, they were thankful to the Lord. Praise the Lord. But anyway, and so we don't see much of this. Worried about this kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat> what we deal with sometimes is we just think God just, we, th a lot of, we, we have a lot of evolution taught among us and stuff. And sometimes today, we, it's easy to think, God, are you there? But if you'll keep looking back at the Bible, you'll go, yes, he is there. He is there. Anyway, I've given you the land. Take it. Live there. You will be given the land in proportion to the size of your tribes. The larger land be given to small, larger tribes. Anyway, all the, the nation of Israel. 
And he says, but if you refuse to drive out the people living there, they're going to be cinders in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and I will destroy you as I plan to destroy them. In other words, God had planned these guys. They were throwing their kids to the fire and stuff, all this devil worship kind of stuff. Okay, now we got that covered. Now let's march on ahead. Deuteronomy. Now I'm going to start here in 8. Now this is still his speech, and he says, you must obey the commandments I give you today. Now this was not a, like you say, a threat, and I got this big long list or whatever. The main thing is you'll notice it's just to love the Lord. Now look what he says. If you do, you'll not only live. Boy, that's good. We worry about cancer. Did God insert in here? He says, oh, I know I'm God and everything, but boy, that nasty, that nasty cancer, boy, if it gets you, you're toast. We serve God Almighty. It's hard for us to go through the day without somebody talking to us and telling us about well, they did a little biopsy on this, and, and, you, know, it, and it, you know, it might be cancer and whatever. I mean, it's like cancer has got a greater reputation than our God does. And that's, you notice, you don't hear any of that here. He said, you're going to go in and take over the land promised to your fathers by the Lord. <laughs> Do you remember how the Lord led you through the wilderness all those 40 years? Now, notice it says, humbling you and testing you to find out how you would respond. Now, he wasn't throwing them to the fire. Watch what he says. And whether or not you would really obey him. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry, then feeding you with manna. He wouldn't let you starve. But anyway, a food previously unknown. Yeah, because it just showed up. It was laying out there every day. Now, remember, 40 years. Previously unknown by your answers. He did this to help you realize that food isn't everything. And real life comes from obeying God. In other words, really, every day there weren't like, oh, we didn't plant nothing. God didn't tell us we needed to plant anything. Matter of fact, the manna was there until the first day they crossed over into the Jordan River. When they crossed over the Jordan River, that was the end of it. And you say, well, what'd they do? They, they knocked out Jericho. All the stoves and the ovens and the bakeries were filled. They took over the whole town. He said, you're going to come into wells that you didn't dig farms you didn't build, houses you didn't build. They're just given to them. Oh, it's such an amazing story about how God takes care of us. Bob was talking about these corn cobs that the, he puts out, whatever, and the squirrels eat and whatever. And, and you, you, Squirrels eat that pretty quick. It's not Bob's responsibility to feed the squirrels. Who's doing all that? All these deer all over the place. They're trying to wipe out my flowers. I don't know how they survive, but apparently there's plenty of food out there to take care of them. Well, the Lord, that's what he's doing here. All these 40 years, look at this. Your clothes haven't grown old. Now that would be kind of spooky. My clothes, he's right. Still looks as good as the day I had it. God does not want us looking like a bunch of crap. He doesn't. Look at this. Your feet haven't even been blistered. 40 years? And if you'll go do a little research and go look on a map, you can Google this, and you'll look where they crossed, you'll go, that's a desert. Yeah, it's a desert. But they had air conditioning and all this kind of cool stuff. All these 40 years, your clothes didn't, your feet weren't even blistered. So you, shouldn't, so you should realize that as a man punishes his son, the Lord punishes you to help you. Well, he didn't kill him. You know what I'm saying? Okay, obey the laws of the Lord, walk in his ways, and fear him. Now, these laws are pretty simple. Don't move, don't move your neighbor's... Uh, uh, oh. Well, you can read them for yourself because they're just not that many. There's not. 
But anyway, the Lord's blessing you. The Lord is bringing you into a good land of brooks, pools, gushing springs, valleys, and hills. It's a land of wheat, barley, grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, olives. Now, where's the bad stuff at? Now, wait a minute. He says, uh, he punishes you. Well, see, this is not the punishment, see? Fantastic. Look at this. Nothing is lacking. It's a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is as abundant as the hills. When you've eaten your fill, now watch this. When you've eaten your fill, bless the Lord your God for the good land he's given you. See, here's where the trouble is, and he's going to tell them later, and we should get to that scripture, they would forget. Nebuchadnezzar forgot. He goes, it's me. I did all this myself. Oh, no, no, no. All he did, it's so simple. Just be thankful. If somebody was passing out, you know, uh, $100 bills this morning, and your only responsibility was to say thank you, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's easy. Thank you. But it is time for you to be careful. Look at this. Beware that in your plenty, look at that. You don't forget the Lord your God and begin to disobey Him. For when you've become full and prosperous, built fine homes to live in, your flocks and herds very large, and your silver and gold have multiplied. Look at that. He said, in that time, watch out that you don't become proud and forget the Lord God who brought you out of slavery. Uh, look at this. Beware that you don't forget the Lord God who, through the great, excuse me, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness with the dangerous snakes and scorpions, where it was so hot and dry. Do you see, how fantastic is this? How does that apply to you and I? Well, I don't care where we walk or whatever we're doing, where our hands are reaching in our houses or our cars or whatever. The Lord's going to keep you from all this terrible stuff. He said he gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness. Now, this is a nice little phrase here. It was a kind of... Uh, Bread, uh, look what he says. It was a kind of bread unknown before so that you would be humble and so that you would trust him. Uh, <laughs> you would trust in him and grow uh, and he could do you good. Wow, look at this. He did this so you'd never feel, look, look real close right here. You would never feel that it was your own power that made you wealthy. This is so key because sometimes in our churches today, we teach everybody to be poor. God wants us to be poor. Oh, I have so many problems with that. First off, all of this historical data is, is wrong. And think about this. When we get to see Jesus one day, we talk about a heavenly meeting. We want him to say what? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Do you know what that whole parable is? God gave each one of them some money. He gave them some money, and then he went away for a while. Then they showed back up, and they said, Lord, here's the money you gave us, and guess what? I took your money and I increased it three times. Well, I think one of them was five times. And God said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So it's wrong to teach that God doesn't affect your pocketbook. It's ridiculous. Remember, you can't serve God and money. You can't serve both. Well, what you do is you serve God. He takes care of all the money. It's so much poured in. It's... But if you don't read the Bible, I know we do around here, but boy, if you don't read the Bible... We, we think it's hit or miss. But look at this. He did this. This was the purpose of the manna. So that you would never feel it was your own power and might that made you wealthy. Always remember that it's the Lord your God. Look at this. Who gives you power to become rich. Now notice it didn't say the Lord, it's, it, the Lord gives you power to become poor. No. He wants you to be rich. And he does this. Look, look why he does it. 
He does it to uh, fulfill his promise to his ancestors. So is the Lord going to bless Richard today? Yeah, because he promised Abraham. I didn't have to come up with a new contract. God said, I'll do it because of what I promised Abraham. Oh, man. Wow. But anyway, he says, just don't forget and worship other gods instead and follow their evil ways. Otherwise, you're going to perish. I, this is so good about our Bible. But you can't. I was going down 65. I had to go meet Melody and swap cars. You know, Gavin, give him, give him, give him the other Camry and get that one. And I knew before I got there where that exit was because I was already trying to Google. I was trying to, how many more miles I got to go? I knew where it was, but I was just, I don't know how many more minutes I had. And I thought, oh, it's the exit with that giant cross right there at Gardendale. That is a huge cross, praise the Lord. Thank God. Glory to God. It's just wonderful we live in a place that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not really pressured to uh, go after other gods. But now remember what these guys did when they got to the promised land. The reason they stalled for 40 years was they weren't worshiping other gods. They just said, Lord, you're crazy. Matter of fact, they said, Lord, you must hate us because we're going to get killed. You're not going to get killed. Your finances are not going to get killed. He's going to take care of you. Okay. Well, we need to stop, but I want us to go to chapter 30. I want to stop in, uh, oh, in uh, 30 here just a second and catch this. Not actually 29, excuse me. It was on the plains of Moab. See, this is where we are right now. Moses restated the covenant. That's so important to realize. You have a covenant. It's signed. It's like you feel like the bad guys are not supposed to come into the United States and attack us because you pay your taxes. What's our military for? You have rights. Okay, yeah. You've got rights. He said, you've seen with your own eyes the great plagues and mighty miracles the Lord brought upon Pharaoh and his people in the land of Egypt. But even yet, the Lord hasn't given you hearts that understand or eyes that see. For 40 years, he led you through the wilderness, yet your clothes haven't become old. This is, this is 20 chapters later, same thing. Your shoes haven't wore out. The reason he hasn't let you settle down and grow grapes for bread, or grow, anyway, grow grain for bread and grapes. <clears throat> Look at that. Wine for strong drink. I mean, let me tell you, if you want to have a beer, have a beer. Gee, just abide by the laws of the land. Abide by Budweiser laws. They say drive responsibly or whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> there's more to life than saying, I don't drink. So you can do the same thing. You can say, I don't eat meat. That's not going to get you to heaven. Mercy. Anyway, but when we can, look at this, he says, it's to realize that the Lord your God who has been, that, excuse me, that it, you, that it is the Lord your God who has been caring for you. Praise God. You think he's going to care for us? Oh, yes. Jesus told us he would. When we came here, now this was a big shot. He was a huge army. King Sahan of Heshbon and King Og of Bashan. They were on, they were not in the promised land. They were just on the edge of it. Oh, but Israel wiped them out. How'd they do it? The Lord took care of them. Boy, I, I'm just out of time, but I want to insert this. In it's numbers it's 20 something. God says this. He says, when you go to war, get the priest to come out, have them blow the trumpet, and you'll wipe them out. I looked at that several ways, just looking, and every place you looked at it. It was unconditional you would win. Just like Phil was saying, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Praise the Lord. I just love the Lord. 
Anyway, you got here. These guys were there. They came out against us in battle. But we destroyed them. And took their land and gave it to the tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Anyway, uh, oh, look at this. Obey the terms of this covenant so that you'll, look at that, prosper in everything you do today. Wow. Whatever you're doing this afternoon, just start watching for it to work right. Anyway, of all you, your leaders, judges, administrators standing today, he says, along with your little ones, your wives and foreigners among you, and those who chop wood and carry it, you're standing here to enter a contract with Jehovah your God. Now remember, why do we have this? Are we supposed to read this? Yes, in your Bible. So it'll work for you today. He says that you're standing here in a contract. This is so fantastic. He's making with you today. He wants to confirm you today as his people. Well, we're the people of God. Confirm he's your God as he promised your ancestors. Boy, this is so good. I'm about done. Watch this. It's not only with you alone. Look at this. But all future Israelites. Now, we're Israelites too, according to what Jesus has taught us in the New Testament. If you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That's Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. Anyway, Deuteronomy 29 again. Surely you remember that we lived in the land of Egypt, how we left. We came safely through the territory of the enemies. That is so fantastic. He mentions snakes and scorpions. Wouldn't it be bad that, uh, you know, if, if the bad guys didn't get us, but for some reason we still had problems with snakes and stuff, and doggone it, we lost some of our kinfolk. No, we didn't lose none of them. Matter of fact, the snake incident, I want to mention, there was another snake incident. These snakes came out and were biting people. This has something to do with John 3.16. Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, because everybody was dying because of a snake bite. Well, if you read what they did, they were whining. You go, well, we don't want to be out here in this hot desert. We want to go back to Egypt and be slaves. <sighs> anyway, God told Moses, whoever looks at that serpent will be healed. Wow. Praise the Lord. And then Jesus uses that thing. And he says, God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Well, he says, as Moses lifted up the serpent, so must I be lifted up. Anyway, <coughs> Real quickly, we got to get out of here. Deuteronomy 29, verse 16. Surely you remember how we lived in the land of Egypt, how we left. We came safely through the uh, territory of the enemies. Look at this. And you've seen their idols made of wood, stone, silver, and gold. The day that any of you, man, woman, tribe, Israel, begin to turn away from the Lord our God and desire to worship these gods. See, that's when it brings down the house. He says, you're in trouble. Let no one blithely think. He says, oh, I'm going to be okay anyway. Nope, the Lord won't pardon. Now, he will pardon your sins. What he won't pardon is when you start saying, well, you're not my God. Well, that's because you're just out there on your own. But anyway, notice he said all these curses written in these books will lie heavily upon him. His name will be written out. Wow. So do you see that you have a contract that these blessings are there? We're not supposed to be under these curses. Wow. Anyway, then your children and your generations to come, foreigners, pass by from distant lands. They'll see the dev devastation and the diseases the Lord will have sent upon it. So in other words, there's not supposed to be cancer on this. There's not supposed to be all these horrible things. He said they're going to see the whole land is alkali and salt and burned over wasteland. In other words, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. And they're going to say, why did the Lord do this? Well, here's the answer. Because the people of the land broke the contract. And what did they do? They worshipped other gods. Oh, my goodness. Well, what are we going to do? Well, I'm not going to do that, praise the Lord. I'm going to worship the Lord. Look at uh, verse 19 here, right here. Look what he says. I call heaven and earth. Look at this. We'll just stop right here. Look at this. 
to witness against you. I have set before you life or death. Which one you want, you know? Oh, blessing and curse. Oh, that you would choose life. Praise the Lord. That you and your children might live. Choose to love the Lord your God and obey Him. Cling to Him. He's your life and the length of your days. Then you'll be able to live safely in the I tell you, it's just fantastic. We're not getting out of accidents on cars because we're lucky. The Lord's keeping us safe. Ah, We've had enough. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. If we're not feeling good, you'll make us well. Praise the Lord. And if we're hurting financially, you'll fix that too, obviously here. And if we're facing with some other problem today, Lord, I just, we, like you said, you, we call heaven and earth to record today. We're going to get out of that because you placed before us blessing. And we love you. We're clinging to you. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others how great you've been to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, okay. Praise the Lord.